Yeah, it's fine. Does it cost extra? Um, cost extra? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. Um, first of all, there's just the rub. It was. Uh, we all have to thank uh, the rub and uh, and Isaac for really pushing that we should Isaac. get yeah. that we should get started. Get, get started as a as a as a chabura. Um, the idea, I think, the idea, the idea is, is that we should um, share ideas around the around the table, share ideas because everyone has ideas as we go through davening, and um, part of the goal is that we should share them with each other. You know, something that you think about, or if while we're learning, you come you come up with something. You know, it should be an environment and atmosphere where we feel free to share. So. If I'm talking too much, I'm just going to stop with this. And you're going to have to fill the void. So, um, so that's it. Okay, so what's the goal? What's the goal? That's the, that's the, uh, the atmosphere that, we are, uh, that we're trying to foster and trying to create. Um, and what's the goal, right? What's the goal? Like, why is tefillah where we're going to start our chabura to try to understand the words of tefillah? And so we know that the, the, at the core of everything we do is tefillah. Um, and that tefillah should be seen as uh, developing part of our development of our relationship with Hashem and in the fact that we are, in fact, standing in front of Hashem and talking to Him and being given that opportunity three times a day. And when you look at it that way, you realize that, you know, mincha becomes the kind of thing that you would run towards, right? You run to. You, you happily close the computer and you happily run towards mincha and it's not a chore anymore. Now, having said that, okay, that's the idea. The idea is that tefillah should be something that we're drawn towards, that we're given the opportunity to engage in, um, which is a massive chiddush, right? That the king of the world would want to be sitting there listening to little old me standing in front of him and, uh, and sharing some, some thoughts and ideas. That's, that's, you know, that's already a massive chiddush. And, and so to have the right attitude about it is... Uh, essential in, in the activity. But in addition to that, I think that I think that in understanding uh, you know what the mission is of davening, it helps as you begin or continue or deepen your understanding of what we're doing during davening. So if we have a mission statement, so to speak, for our davening, what are we trying to accomplish? Then as we're studying, we can kind of feed everything into that mission statement, make sure that we're doing something that's going to help us accomplish that goal, right? And so um, I just heard on uh, last week a, a great story, uh, a story from the Noam Elimelech. There was a plague. I think it's quite appropriate. There was a plague um, and uh, in the town and people were dying left and right. And they called on uh, the Rebbe of Milech to daven for them, to daven on behalf of the Tzibor. And he poured out his heart to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please stop the plague, stop the plague, nothing doing. He did it. And the next day he comes to Hashem, he says, you know, he goes into the room, he goes, he locks the door, and he's flying high, and he's trying to get Hashem to stop the plague. He says, look, the people are dying, and look at what's going on, it's terrible, and this stuff is going on, nothing doing, can't change it. Third day, tries the same thing. He sees it's not having an effect. The plague just continues ravaging people. So on the third night, he 
he falls asleep after his davening and comes to him in a dream, comes to him um, the Magid. His Rebbe, the Magid, he cut, the Magid comes to him in a dream and he says to the Magid in the dream, he says, I'm trying everything that I can. I'm davening whatever I can to try to change Hashem's mind and nothing's happening. It's not working. He says, can you go up to Shemayim and Shemayim, what do you see? What do you see when you look down here? And the Magid tells him, he says, I don't know what you're talking about, a plague? He says, I see Hashem's giving out blessing to everyone. He says, blessing, right? He says, the, the Rebbe of Milech, blessing, people are dying. What are you talking about? He says, look, from my perspective up here in Shemayim, I see Hashem has only the best intentions and only the best for the best for us. And that's what he's giving out, right? So, so all of a sudden, the Rebbe of Milech wakes up and he chaps, he chaps. The whole time during his davening, what he was trying to do was say, I see it, I see bad things happening, and I have to go change Hashem's mind, please don't do bad things to us. So that was my whole tefillah, was trying to change Hashem's mind, right? Hashem, I don't got a penny in my pocket, please put some money in there, right? The whole time he's trying to, he's doing something in his tefillah to try to change Hashem's mind. What did the Magid teach, what did the Magad reveal? What was, he, what was he teaching him? He was teaching him is that in your tefillah, what you're meant to be doing is understanding things, trying to understand things from Hashem's perspective. So in our tefillah, instead of sitting there with a list, a laundry list of things that we need that we don't have, right? Trying to change Hashem's mind to work, we need to have this. Instead of that, what tefillah really needs to be is an introspective effort an introspective experience where we're looking inside and seeing what do I need to change about myself in order to open up the pipelines of Shefa. If we believe in the end of the day all Hashem wants to do is good, right? So then when we come to him in tefillah, why are we sitting there trying to change his mind? If I don't have, if I don't have money right now, then that's what, how the way Hashem decided it. It's okay, if it's a challenge, if it's a nisayon, there's such a thing, yisurim, they're meant to make me grow. Okay, so then my tefillah has to feed into that growth process. My tefillah has to feed into making me grow. Okay, so that's maybe sort of a mission statement in tefillah. And the third point that I want to make before I stop and, uh, and, and open this up, the third point I want to make is the idea of, you know, when you get into learning uh, the explanation of words in tefillah, sometimes um, it can seem like a daunting task. There's a many, many words that we say over the day of even just a regular day over the day of tefillah, there's many, many words. Hebrew is not familiar to everyone. Even the, the shorashim that we're saying are, you know, manipulated and come in many different ways and there's many different understandings in all the words that we say. And to go into every single translation of every word, I think is very daunting, especially when you think, okay, now how am I going to remember all this? And, my, and when you think like, how am I going to have time to go to work because I have to go so slow, right? <laughs> As I'm saying all the words, if I actually pay attention to all the words. So for that, I think the, the chizuk that's necessary is the words of, of Rabbi Nachman that, that he, he, he teaches in, um, in Sichos Haran. And Rabbi Nachman says that Rabbi Nachman records that Rabbi Nachman said that it may be impossible to go through the entire davening with proper devotion. Still, each person can say a small portion with true feeling. We see this all the time. One person might have a deep feeling while saying the Ketores, the prayers in, like we say at the end of davening. Another one might have the best part of their davening is Psuke de Zimra, right? Another one, it might be the Brachos in the morning. But the idea is to find your place inside of Tefillah and say, you know what? This is where I'm going to, like, this is where I'm going to live. 
right? And this is where I can draw strength from, for my day, for my afternoon, for my evening, at the opportunities that I'm given to daven, to find a place in tefillah. And if you think we're, you know, maybe selling ourselves short, that, hey, I'm going to ignore the rest of davening, let's get to that point where we have one part where we can pay attention to, and then we'll worry about whether or not we're selling ourselves short, right? Let's work on that first step, right? We always talk about the first step. Okay, so we start davening. We start our davening, essentially, uh, as we get out of our bed with Modani. So what are we saying? Just give me, give me your one-liner about Modani. What are we saying? Modani lefanecha melechai v'kayam. Thank you, Hashem. Right? So, Moda, we start the day with a thanks, right? A thanks is one explanation as we start the day with a thanks. But what are we saying? What are we doing? Why are we doing this here? The first thing we do before we even wash our hands, right? A little curious. Before you even really clean... Before you've even cleaned up from the effects of sleep, you start already with the tefillah. You gave me back my neshama, bechemla, with kindness, compassion, with mercy. Rabba Munasecha, how great is your is the Amuna? What does it mean? Who's Amuna? So who's Amuna? Hashem's Amuna in us. Rabba, how great is your Amuna in me? Because you know what I did yesterday, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you said, today is a new day. So today is a new day. So Yesterday, the today, we'll talk, we'll talk and get past the Today, we'll take one step weiter, one step further, right? So what is it? Modani lefanecha, right? So Rabba munasecha. But we start off with, we start off with a, very, um, a very personal tefillah, right? The rest of our tefillos, in fact, you know, like right away you switch into... Elokeinu, um, our God, and all of our tefillos, we always say like Rifa Einu. You should heal us. It's not about me. It's about us. We're davening together. We're part of a bigger picture. We're part of Knesset Yisrael. We're you know part of something bigger. But here we start very, 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 very small. Moda Ani. It's almost the smallest word, right? The Ani. The focus on the Ani, which is interesting. You start your day with this, this very personal prayer, right? Okay, so what's the idea? What are we saying? What's this whole, what's, what's the, what, what do you see in this? How is this, I'll, I'll say it a different way. Maybe we can, maybe we can think so about it this fundamentally way. acknowledging the Rebbe Meaning we're starting our day that, that I'm only here because of this greater power. Ah. So in order, before we do anything, let's acknowledge that there is a Rebbe no. Yeah, uh, from Moda to be to admit, right? So we said before Moda could be saying thanks. Now we're saying Moda. Another idea that we can think of is Moda. I admit, and the, you don't say right away. I admit Hashem, but Moda. First of all, I, there's a couple things I need to. There's no Hashem in Modani. There's no name of Hashem in Modani. Because it's personal. Very good. Okay, so you cannot wash. You're not, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. It's a personal discussion. It's not Hashem. It's, it's me. So it's interesting. What do we call him in Modani? Is Melech. Melech. Melech ain't Melech Beloam. Right? So Melech, Melech necessitates that I should be here as an Eved. Right? It's, a, it's an ad, admission that first of all, there's an Ani, which is super important when you're an Eved. Right? Because avadim sometimes can lose, can lose their you know their desire to even produce, 
right? Sometimes you're sitting at the computer and you're like, in the end of the day, if I don't send this email, right? Am I gonna have, am, am I gonna have more or less money? Neither, it's not gonna change not one thing, right? And we always said, right? I'm an Evid, an Evid, right? But when you're an Evid, you lose the Ani. You forget about that, right? What? What? Yeah. The word melach is exactly what that is. It's bringing Shefa from Hashem to us backwards in the center of all the Alphas. That's why the Because it draws down. So therefore, it's got to go backwards as opposed to upwards. Okay. Because it's bringing to us okay. to reach the heaven. Okay, the all powerful, drawing it down from the all powerful melach. That's why it's. Okay, cool, cool. So maybe we say Ani is that, first of all, for today, I need to know that I have an identity as a gift from Hashem, obviously, as a gift from Hashem, but I have an identity and, a, and my own mission. It's very personal, right? I have my own personal mission. I have an Ani. This is not, I'm not just lost in the crowd. You know, I, I'm no, uh, no comment about masks, but when you see like um, groups of officials like everyone's wearing a mask. There's like, they're completely lost. Like there's no, there's no like, per, I don't know. You just see like these eyes peeking out. You just like, there's something missing about the no face. There's like no individuality, right? Especially when they're all like those blue surgical ones, which you're like, right? Stormtroopers, stormtroopers, right? Stormtroopers, right? You have to remember there's a little Lego head inside of that stormtrooper mask, right? You have to remember there's an individuality as you go through your mission. And then lifanecha is that my entire day should be with this in mind, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samud, which is how we start Shulchan Aruch also, right? Is that everything that I do is Lifanacha, because that changes everything, right? That literally changes everything, especially when I'm coming before davening to say that I am right now Lifanacha. This is how I'm setting up my day. Changes your perspective, right? It's right in front of you, meaning Lifanacha. Panim, panim, panim el panim, face to face, the closest relationship that you can have, right? Face to face, I'm here. I'm here as an Eved. I'm Moda, I admit my, the fact that I'm an Eved. And you are a Melech, drawing down the Shefa, yeah? Or the Melech is, means I know my place. I know my place in this relationship, right? I also haven't washed my hands yet, so I can't really start talking about Hashem, who he is, and how he manifests in the but world. In the way, the if you don't say that, a name of Hashem, you're talking about some level here or some level there. If you say just you, the fanecha before you, it's even higher. It's just personal. It's like God. And, and then also the fact that we say before we wash our hands is because we may have done a lot of things wrong, but there's a part of your neshama, the main part of your core of your neshama, that can never be violated. It can never be messed up. It can never become tummy. And this is what's talking. So that's, that's what your first thing, your first consciousness, before you thought about things and like you're processing and you're washing your hands and everything. No, it's just your, it's the real, real you saying Moidani Mepanecha. Love it. Intimate level. Love it. And it's the, the part that can't, can't be affected by all the things we do. It's not, it's just straight, right? It's just straight. And at that, at the core of what we are is Ma'aminim, right? Is believers, which is why we start off the day with this declaration of belief in Hashem that you are the one who gives me back my neshama. This is like the core of everything we believe in here. Everything revolves around this, that there is a neshama, right? That it recharges itself, that it's connected to Hashem, that Hashem's involved with the neshama, Hashem's involved with us. This is everything we believe and we're tapping into our amuna here at the beginning of the day. It's like, uh, like they talk about, you have uh, hastara, right? 
there's, when Hashem is hidden, so at least I know I'm supposed to be searching for Hashem, I just can't find him yet, right? At least we're playing the game, right? And then there's Hastara Shabbosoch Hastara, right? That's when I don't even, I see kids playing in front of me, but I have no idea what game they're playing, right? So I'm a completely uh, passive participant in this experience. I'm just watching, I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm watching people search for Hashem, but I myself have no, I don't even know that there's a game of hide and seek going on, right? That's a hiddenness inside of the hiddenness. When we're sleeping, that's where we are. You're not, you're not like growing. You're not searching for Hashem. You're just sleeping. You've put your mind to rest. You're recharging. That's hidden inside of the hidden. Now I'm ready to engage in the hidden Hashem, right? I'm ready to get involved in the game. So I'm ready to start getting involved. Maybe at that point we refer to Hashem also as Melech is because there's a certain distance. Right now there is, it's very personal on one level. But there's also a certain distance between me and the king, right? The king is not someone who I necessarily see on a daily basis, right? It's that one that I search for. It's the king that I yearn for. It's the one that I look forward to getting an audience with. That's the king. So maybe there's also something at this moment in my day, there's something still hidden about Hashem. We don't say his name. Chai v'kayam, he's alive and exists. Now those really contradict each other, right? Why? Chai, Chaim, alive, right? Means ever-changing, constantly, constant movement. Chai. And then you have Kayam. What's Kayam? Kayam just means it is how it is, right? Kayam, the rock. And we're saying about Hashem that he's Chai and he's Kayam, right? And we're saying this at the beginning of the day. So I heard from Rabbi Zagatinsky. Beautiful insight. Crazy. One of the biggest challenges about davening Things is universal, is finding something new in the same words, right? What do we struggle with? Is like, okay, so if you want me to talk to Hashem, so just give me a time, and then I'll come up with my own words. Why are you locking me in to the same thing every single day? I come before Hashem, Baruch, Atah, Hashem, right? Why do, I have to, why do I have to do that, right? So why did Chazal set it up this way? Is because really, davening is just an example, but the entire life of a Jew is the same challenge, Right? We come back around the year to Pesach every single year and you sit down with the same darn matzah right? and the same glass of wine and the same Seder and the same Haggadah and you're meant to be alive. You're meant to be bursting with energy. You're meant to be a, a, a Jew who just wants to grow and constantly constant movement and yet we're locked into like certain patterns, right? Go like just everything. And when you think about it, um, much of life is like this with this struggle. But what we're saying here is that in our attitude towards Hashem is that we are, we are attempting through our davening. And this is the way to make davening meaningful, I think, is the key right here. The way to make davening meaningful is to find the chayim in the kiyom. Okay, so find what is alive, what is new every single moment. Find that in the structure that's been set up. And so that, I think, the way I, when I think about, uh, when I think of our approach davening, it's like, uh, you know, maybe every day, maybe every week, but we should be aware of our davening to a level where there are new ideas popping into our head as we're davening, maybe every day. Right? I don't know. It's like it's a lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. My father's professor has been teaching exactly the same course for the past 30 years. So I asked him, how do you do it? I don't understand. Like, it's the same. Like, and this is like every semester. 
you know, every day. Like, so I said, how do you, how do you, how do you say, keep saying? And he explained to me, he says, although the material is the same, the recipients are always different, and there's interaction, and it's fresh interaction. And the chiddush here is, I want to say, is that the way there's a chai v'kayim that you can still have a chai is because every day we're not the same. So we're a new recipient in the connection to the Rabbanish and the way we were, not different than yesterday. And therefore, there's always going to be something fresh because I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I'm waking up today <clears throat> in a different mood, with different experiences, with different things on my head, and all those things are new. And therefore, what interested me yesterday in the happening or what was caught me, is not necessarily going to be what's today. Today, it's a whole different world. I'm a whole different world. I'm a new person, really. And that newness is is uh, fresh, and that's how you how, that's how you have the same thing, but you're never you come as a new person, as a new person every day. I love it. The chai is more important. Right. Come in as a chai. Yeah, it would make sense to say it the other way, right? right. Kayam. The chai. Right. Right. No, the whole. You got to come in. You got to come in like that. You got to come in like that. Okay, and then we, we said, uh, okay, so the idea I think we're, we're trying to paint a picture here is that the, this is a mission statement for the day, a mission statement for our davening contained within here is a very personal tefillah. It's a awareness of where I am standing, lifanecha. That's an awareness that can continue for the rest of the day and can stay with us for our whole life. And the fact that I'm going to attempt to find something new in my davening every opportunity that I have fact that Hashem gave me back my neshama, the core of our belief, what we believe in, right? At this point in davening, we're not describing Hashem. There's no knowledge of Hashem. We're not even saying his name. There's no knowledge. We don't know nothing right now, right? We're not coming to look at Hashem from different angles and this and that. We're just tapping into our pintaliyid belief, what we believe in at our core. What we believe in is that there's a neshama and that our whole system is created to develop that neshama. Rabba Emuna Secha. How great is our Emuna? Pashapsha, our Emuna in you, Hashem. How great is it to have Emuna in you? How lofty it is. And then, on a deeper level, how great is it, your faith in me, that you gave me another chance? I am, me and you, Hashem, are the only ones that know at our core how badly I messed up yesterday, right? But, Rabba Emuna Secha, how great is it that you have faith in me, that you're willing to give me another chance? That's an amazing thing. Okay. I have two, two thoughts. Thank you. Just wait until you finish. Do My I? thought is, is, first of all, just yesterday, um, I didn't even remember this, um, he pointed out, or Daniel pointed out that yesterday was the Riyadz of Yerzai. There's a famous story with Riyadz and Rapascal Bronson when they were in Siberia. And they were discussing, like, what do they have? They have no mitzvahs, they have nothing. They were stuck there, they had mamash nothing. Right? And he said, I think the, the Riyadz told Rapascal, Rapascal, I don't remember who told who. Or he said, there's one thing that we have left. He said, did you die? Whoever, whichever one took the other one, he said, did you see my dying this morning? He said, that's something they'll never take away from us. And that was, a, that was the example that he gave. Which is something like, like you, know, you don't have a Shem's name, you don't have anything in there, but that's something that we started our day with, and that's something that a guy can never take away from us, because we could still say that, that mission statement, that we, we thank Hashem, and that in itself is a tremendous opportunity that they can't, in Siberia, they can't take it away from us. That's number one. The second thing is you were also discussing the whole mission statement of Davin. I just saw two days, uh, two days or three days ago, this mind-blowing piece on, on Tefillah. The, the, this is also coming from Hasidic to the guy in the Golden He says like this. He says, Right, throw, cast on Hashem your burden, and then he'll provide for you. 
So Hashem Hashem Yahavcha, they weren't sure. The Chazal weren't sure what the word Yahavcha meant. So they heard this guy. There were some say it was an Arab, some say it was a you know a wanderer. It depends how you tie Shaya. But there's the Rabbanim the Chama were walking with Rabbi Racham was walking with this Taya, and the Taya said he turns to this this Arab says he says hey give me give me Yahavcha and, and load it up onto the donkey or to the camel whatever it was right. In other words. Right? Give me, so we understood Yehavcha meant like a burden. So that's Pashup Shah. So the guy says, like, come on. Rabbi Rahana didn't know the word Yehavcha. That means, until then, we're talking about Amaran, right? He read the Pasuk Hashem Yehavcha, he had no clue what the word meant. Does that really make any sense? Right? So he says, no. He wasn't sure to what degree this connection between Hashem and us is. Like, do we have to come on to Hashem? Is Hashem coming to us? And he said, he saw from this story, Hashem Hashem what happened? The guy turned to the Yid, and he said, give me your pekul, give it to me. Hashem is coming to us. We don't even have to come to him. Hashem is literally coming to us every day. And he's saying, throw on to me, throw on to me, give me your burden. I don't, you don't have to come to me first. I'm asking you, I'm begging you. I want that connection. And what did the guy answer, by the way? The guy said, what did the guy say back? They said, keep your money. I don't want your money, right? He says, keep your money. The guy says, I don't want your money. When we work on that connection, Hashem first of all, begs for that connection. He says, Yahav, in that example, the guy, the guy was saying, give me your peckle. Right? That's number one. Hashem is asking us for that connection. And number two is when we develop that connection the right way, Hashem turns to us and Hashem says, I don't need your money. I don't need anything from you. I just want that connection. Keep your money and you'll get the shuffle without it. I, you don't need it. Just the only thing I want is that connection. I don't want anything else. Awesome. Awesome. Shkayach. Shkayach. Can I just add one thing? Yeah. One small thing. It might be obvious what I'm about to say, and maybe I'm just... We like, those, we like those things. But Maidani also needs to set the tone for our outlook for the coming day, that it's, it's a gift that we say thank you for. That's, the, that's just the olive base of what Maidani is. There's a day coming, and it's an opportunity, and we say thank you. Thank you for the day that you're giving me. The Rashba says that the reason why we wash our hands in the morning is because we're like the Kayin starting the Avodah. And just like the Kayin had to go to the Kir to wash his hands, so do we have to wash our hands before we, we start our day. Everywhere we go is our base amikdash. We spend our day in Avoyna. And we have to say, we start our day with the Rabbanisham saying thank you. Just olive base of what Maidani is. It's a good perspective about the day also. That yeah. every, everything we're doing is part of our avoda and yeah. our, our own base amikdash. Right, exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. Wherever the day right. takes us, we're in yeah. the middle we're, of avoda. We're walking in the, in the Hegel. That's where we are. Yeah. Well, um, uh, there's, a, there's a Rashi in when the Yidner, uh, this, this, this parasha, and the Yasu, and uh, it says they they returned um, to the owners of their grandparents, um, and they they did what they were. And Rashi quotes a bunch of psukim how how they basically reverted to the behavior of their grandparents, of their avos and davened. And all the psukim Rashi brings he brings this and this, and this. None of them have about them asking for things. It's like Yitzchak went to Lasuch Basada just to hang out. Avram. Each of the examples was about them just at random times to us. Just davening, so he says the real umnus is not uh, back to your point of davening not being at its core asking for things. It's tiflus, tefillah is lashon tiflah to to connect, uh, to twist, intertwine, and it's about connecting and it's about like re, you know, uh, it's just what we do. We talk to Hashem. Right, yeah. right, right. It's our umnus. That's also I'm going. Wait a minute. How's it compared to Zenayros? Yeah. So Rashi said lagish from Hashalash Mishina. Every day was the same. same Every day breath. was the same, but Every with uh, the same breath. Means no, Every day was new. There was no change. Every day, so even even yesterday was. 
Today's a new day. Very good. Exactly, exactly. Every day we have to recognize that, right? Like that's the avoda is like for us to recognize that he's mechadish betuvo. That happens on 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 Akadosh Baruch Hu's side. We have to recognize it, look at it that way, understand that it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Shkaya. 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 Everyone. Okay. Okay. To be continued. Mirza Hashem. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll apply it. Sure.